With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to more to it. The show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude. Oh, yo, lady. Got my voice, baby. I am back. That's why I keep losing my voice, because as soon as I get my voice, I go too far with my voice, and I'm back here. Just like y'all, when you finally start feeling good, you take your butt out there and play a whole day of basketball and pickleball, and then your ass is broke down again. All right, man. I love you guys out there. Appreciate your viewership on Brinks TV and Reese TV and your membership Oh, Wiley's world. I keep seeing new members. We keep seeing new members who want things like this on our Friday swag away. Swag. Look at this Wiley limited edition NFL. Uh, no sack jersey that I'm going to give somebody. Y'all deserve it because I wore it and I'm connected to you. All right. Y'all know how we start off every show because it's going to be amazing. What's up with that dude? Well, one, I am milking my pink eye officially now. Right? Like my eyes right now, I was horrible in art class. So I don't know. Red and white makes pink. I do remember that. I ain't get an F. Uh, but what's lighter than pink? Light pink? Like I don't even have pink eye anymore. I got like light pink eye. But it's still contagious. So because it's contagious, I am tapping out of a lot of things. Some things I really wanted to do and some things I didn't. Some things I wanted to do was go to Boston tonight and speak on the Harvard Business School panel. I was invited to be there with a bunch of other executives, but the pink guy took over, so I can't go there and be the contagion. I uh, also can't go to my friend Ray's real estate development party tonight. He builds these mega mansions. I'm talking about like $30 million minimum mansions, like $40, 50000000 million mansions. And before the person who buys it moves in, he throws a big-ass party for everybody, <laughs> and we just tear up their house and act like we richer than we are. So I can't go to that, even though I'm still on the edge of that one. I don't know. I might have to wear the glasses to that one. Uh, what else is up with me, man? Uh, I got a phone call yesterday from Ryan Neese. Y'all know who Ryan Neese is? He played football in the NFL, played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, played for a while, too. Uh, he was a linebacker, cool cat. Now he's a VC, he's an investor, does a ton of work in the community. But you know what? A lot of people know him as Ronnie Lott's son. 
as well. Yeah, he's a beast, right? So I was talking to him yesterday and I got invited to a fireside chat where sports and technology intersect. So we're going to have a fun bridge summit fireside chat as soon as the pink eye heals, right? And other than that, I had that conversation with my boy that got divorced and it went exactly as planned, except my daughters were listening and ear hustling because they didn't want to go to bed. So I got an AirPod in, listen to my boy talk about his divorces and all his issues. And I got two divorce dudes on the call and then me trying to hold my marriage together, damn it. And I'm over here acting like I'm the role model. Really? I'm the role model of marriage? So it was just fun to talk through that, man. But the best part about it all is the brotherhood, the community that you have with your friends. And your friends are supposed to be your mirror right? They reflect what you are and they tell the truth and they tell the painful truth, right? Nothing else. No lies. I am not the homie to call if you need to get pumped up. I ain't pumping you up. I'm telling you exactly who you are and that's good enough. And that good enough, people got to understand who they are, where none of us are perfect. So just accept who you are and work on the things you're not as good at and then highlight the things you are as good at. I am not here to tell you you cuter than you are. If you are eight, you are eight. And I'm going to tell you eight is great and that's enough and that's why I have so many friends because they call everybody else over there to get them fake ass pump ups and then they come right back to me and be like dog tell me the real and I'm like now we talking so that was fun all that now let's talk some real from Jeff Van Gundy because he says social media has a truly negative impact on players Woo! With the hard ER not a all right so ESPN ABC NBA god dang the analyst we know is Jeff Van Gundy recently made an appearance on the sports media with Richard Dyke, you know, his podcast. And it was asked about Victor Wambayama. How you say his name? Yep. Wambayama. And whether he's had the chance to see the likely number one overall pick in the draft play before. Uh, he has experience coaching big men who had high expectations. Remember, he coached Patrick Ewan. Remember, he coached Yamin. Yamin. You know what I'm talking about? He toasts both of them. So he brought up a concern of his. And I like this. He said that somebody on one of these shows, and it was actually Chris Broussard on FS1's First Things First, who claimed that if Wembanyama becomes Kevin Durant or someone of that ilk, it'll be a disappointment. Oh, come on. Give me context. Please say that Chris Broussard didn't just say that and that's it. Come on. I was supposed to go to that show too. You know, when I was leaving Fox, it was like, here you go. You know what I'm saying? Here's a concession. Go over there with FS1 and do the first things first, which I love. That's actually my favorite show on the network. But I was like, nah, B, that New York lifestyle sound a little too straight hand, not enough Wiley. So I couldn't do it. But um, damn, they out there saying stuff like this. Like you could fall down and be Kevin Durant and that's not good enough. Woo. All right, here's a quote. I just hope we all just give him the necessary time to acclimate to the NBA. And we don't over-evaluate each and every game. Oh, you know we are, Van Gundy. But all of these young people take so much of their cues on how they're doing through social media. I just hope we're just a little bit kinder to him than we are to some people on social media. You know we're not. But I digress. All right, so then Deitch chimed in and said it was horrible. And social media would be horrible to win by Yama. All right, but he may have an advantage because he's from France and not being into the social media culture that has wrapped his arms around the U.S. of A. I don't know about that. I've left these borders before. Social media is everywhere. I'm out in Mexico trying to order me a, uh, something to drink and a, give me a pina colada. And the dude looking at he like on his phone. I'm like, dog, can you just give me a pina colada? He, oh, yeah, 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 I got you on me. Um, but the point is social media is taking over all these kids no matter where they're living. So 
Here's a couple more quotes that I like. Uh, I think does social media does have a truly negative impact on players and how they feel about themselves. I could walk into my office every day and see the back pages hung up. It was humbling. You have to try to make light of it. Basically, what's going on right now is social media, man, is being internalized. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Van Gundy, Stan Van Gundy, they all have talked about the fact that they have seen guys literally who get devastated by what they read online, right? You see that someone's broadcasting and then they check their Twitter between commercial breaks and come back deflated. I saw that. I'm going to leave the guy's name out of it, but I saw it multiple times. One guy in particular, I was like, dog, you letting people you don't even know just get online and make you feel low, make you feel bad. Don't ever give somebody your remote control. The two rules of social media are don't respond to negative comments and never clarify your comments. You said it, you meant it. That's enough. What social media is to me is a beautiful way to transmit a message across the whole world, but it's also a microphone and megaphone to the back of the class. And typically the back of the class is where the dummies are, right? So it's the loud minority beating up the ha ha we already know beating up the silent majority so silent majority stop being so damn silent start talking the strength is in the numbers oh man thank you for your viewership on brings tv and reads tv and also for your membership wireless world on youtube somebody's gonna win this jersey right here oh this is that wiley this is that one year that one hit a quitter that one and done with the Cowboys. That's why it looks so crispy and so clean. I ain't put much work in this jersey. But much love for my time in Dallas. It was an amazing place. And boy, does America love its Cowboys. Well, America loves Shannon Sharp. They love Skip Bayless. They love them together. But America, sorry to break your heart, but Shannon Sharp is leaving. FS1's undisputed. Dun, 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 dun. Told y'all. Shannon Sharp's partnership, let me do my job first, with Skip Bayless will be coming to an end soon. Sharp and Fox Sports, the parent company of FS1, which airs Undisputed, have reached a buyout agreement. Buyout agreement. You know what that means. You still got time and money on your contract. So for you to sever the relationship, for you to interrupt the terms of that, we come to an agreement and I will give you some of that money and you're going to give me some of that time back, right? And that's where they are. That's the buyout. All right. So Sharp's final show is expected to be aired after the NBA finals conclude in June. Now, I am interested in seeing how these ratings going to look <laughs> from now until the end of June because you know when you're going somewhere but you're not gone, your mind is already in the parking lot or on the private plane to your next destination, but the body is still here. And one thing about the human experience, you can't lie to yourself. That's why detectives always solve the crime, right? That's why thieves and robbers and criminals always tell on themselves, because you're lying. And boy, it's gonna be funny to watch a month of two dudes lying about that they still cool, because you know they ain't. That's gonna be interesting. I might have to tune in. All right, so Sharp's popular club, Shay Shay Podcast, which draws that big old gigantic audience on social media, on YouTube, will also be leaving spot Fox Sports, a source said. Let's stop here. Remember I told you guys that Club Shay Shay at one time did not, well, Shannon Sharp didn't own Club Shay Shay. That's a Fox Sports thing, right? Now you get a ref share deal and they'll give you some percentages of it, but in totality, it was owned by them. You're doing the work for them and they'll just chip you off as it grows. Well, 
You remember in his last deal, or I told you maybe a month or two for two ago that Shannon went upstairs and said, look, I got to get a higher percentage of this because one, this is the biggest podcast we have. True. So they gave him a piece of that. And I knew that that would be a galvanizing moment for Shannon Sharp in terms of his empowerment. Here's the real of what's going on over there and why we even got here. Skip Bayless runs that show and he's always run that show and by the stripes on his sleeve, he should run that show. Skip Bayless was the first one in that door. Him and Colin Coward both leaving ESPN to come start FS1, right? So you got to give him respect for that um, in terms of the daily shows. With that risk comes a great reward, including the power that Skip Bayless has. Not only does Skip Bayless make the most money over there, but he has the most power in terms of how he runs his show. Colin runs his show, but also Colin will be a little more open-minded into the terms of his show, a little more, but not Skip. Oh, no, no, no. So here's the problem. That's not the problem. Skip is here. Shannon started here, used the relationship with Skip Bayless to get there, right? And then Shannon started to get way more popular. How about this? More popular than Skip Bayless, some would say. Based on the podcast numbers, the new generation numbers, social media numbers, like Shannon is popping even more than you, Skip. So when you're doing this in your real world, in your outer show world, but inside the borders and structure of the show you're on that's giving you all this jet fuel, nothing's changing. Even when you surpass Skip Bayless, you still have to be under him in terms of the terms of the show. Other than the disrespect, and I shouldn't even say other than, in addition to the disrespect that we've seen multiple times from Skip Bayless, told the dude to put his damn glasses on, and he put them on. Shannon had multiple times had to ask Skip, can he talk? Like, they're not talking like friends. They're not even talking like friends that are beefing. They're talking like strangers, like in a way. And Skip knew he can always talk to Shannon, the Hall of Famer, the three-time Super Bowl champion, because he knew he controlled the show. But more than that, Skip also felt that he could control the show and control Shannon's job security. That's why this has now come to a head, because Shannon finally just smelled the roses, finally just took a big inhale and was like, dog, why do I have to deal with all of this? We have the incidents, obviously. We know when we went back to the Hamlin tweets. We know we got the incidents with Tom Brady. We can go through that, but watch my old video four months ago if you want to know about all that. What I'm telling you right now, and I am not a prognosticator like an expert. I can't just predict this stuff. But I can look at simple tried truths. I can look at human e emotions and relationships and simply just come to a summation. This wasn't hard to figure out if you had the proper information. Because I used to work there, I was privy to that information that most of you guys weren't. So putting this all together, what happened was there was a power struggle. There was a power dynamic that shifted right before their very eyes and they didn't want to adjust to. And I say they because I'm sure that Shannon wanted to adjust it is just Skip was stuck in his ways. So now Skip is going to be stuck without the uber popular co-host named Shannon Sharp. Love you guys out there, man. And thanks for your viewership on Brings TV and Reeks TV. And thanks for your membership, Wally's World.
Oh, on YouTube, somebody's going to win this limited edition. Um, not Hall of Fame. Hall of Suck. I Hall of Sucked when I hella sucked when I was in Dallas for that one year. But uh, let's talk about a real Hall of Famer in Shannon Sharp. As we just discussed last segment, that he is moving on from FS1. I don't have intel of where he's going. Um, one of the codes that I live by is that if you tell me something like that, then what am I going to do with it? So therefore, maybe I shouldn't even know it or get it right now. I'm going to find out. Uh, but I don't think that a guy should be called and getting bombarded like with thousands of texts and calls. Oh, man, Marcellus, let me tell you my next move. When we are that close, have that relationship. But when I know, I'll let you guys know and protect Shannon's interests as well. But I'm not going to be the one to find out so fast because I'm not so thirsty to be first to the party, but I want to have the most fun when I'm at the party. So I don't know where he's going, but I do know where sports media is going. I told y'all. Um, look, here's the thing. Woo! The culture is what's rewarded. I will always highlight that. That's a Ben Horowitz qu a quote, who is a famous VC and alum of Columbia University. So basically, what sports media has become is what they're rewarding. They're rewarding bombastic. They're rewarding stuff that is like almost carnival barker, right? It's almost scripted. It, it is not but we are now seeing shows that has one person who loves LeBron. Therefore, we must have another person that hates LeBron and watch them go at it every day. Um, if they're trying to emulate the barbershop, the barbershop didn't have people placement. They didn't have product placement. They didn't say, I want you to hate him and I want you to love him no matter what the evidence shows. Now have fun and get your hair cut. That wasn't the elements of the barbershop it naturally came to that place. And that's why I'm not a natural debater. I'm a discusser. I want to talk through it because I'm going to take some from you and I'm going to take some from you and then make me. And I think that's the way it should go in terms of our public discourse. But social media has now invaded what we see in sports media. So therefore now they're reacting to what? The loud minority, what? The back of the class, what gets clicks, what gets likes. So social media has now influenced sports media to a place where I don't think we're ever going to come back to balance, natural balance, not this calculated extreme of you hate him, you like him. It's getting tiring, right? It's boring to watch somebody always prop up somebody no matter what happens, right? Night beyond trolling, because I do that for the Clippers, but y'all know damn well I talk love about the Lakers and talk love about anybody who's balling. But like, really, like, that's how you're going to work and you will not get off of that narrative or leave that persona. That character, to me, is dying, if not dead. Now, it's time to educate and entertain, edutainment. Educate people, inform them, but also entertain them. But at the same time, dog, keep it real. Because if not, you're looking faker than ever because people are online. People are on social media. People are on YouTube. People are on Brinks TV. People are talking the real. And those people are now real people. Who has podcasts now? Uh, Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp, Stephen A. Smith. Colin Coward not only has a podcast, owns a podcast network. I leave myself to last, but et cetera, et cetera. And I'm late to the party. 
I had started this conversation 2017, 2018 about doing podcasts because everybody knew from those days that I always wanted to say more than was going to be accepted on the desk. And I still push the limits. But the only reason I didn't go full bombastic like, yo, this is the 100 is because I had teammates that couldn't keep up. I had teammates that didn't want to smoke. I had teammates that were going to be agendified or doing other things. So instead of just playing a team game that I was like, all right, I would never be able to get full win and a full championship. I would never be the MVP in that dynamic. I got to play the sport that I could play, right? So where is sports media going to that place? where you're starting to individualize it, right? You're starting to see these individuals become entities and do it their way. More personalities, a more unique perspective, and not sitting there like, ah, I gotta be nice because we disagree, but you are supposed to disagree. You get it? So I think the jig is up, as they say, basically, to pull back the curtain. Not saying sports media shows are going away. I'm saying that what their content is and the structure of that content, I think that model has died. It used to be a embrace debate. Now people are just in embracing education, embracing entertainment, not just y'all falsely debating each other. So it looked like it wore on Shannon, not only the debates, but also the disrespect and also the fact that he wasn't fully empowered. And it ain't nothing worse than walking around knowing that you the man and come home or come to your show and get treated like a little boy. And I know Ch Shannon Sharp in that moment felt real small compared to how big he really is. Not only in football, but in sports media in this world at large. So salute to Shannon for finally betting on himself in this respect. And salute to Skip to see what he's going to do next because it's going to be highly interesting. Thanking you for your viewership on Brinks TV and Reach TV. What up, homie? And for your membership, Wiley's World on YouTube. Somebody's going to win this one of a kind because they only weigh one of me and only weigh one of these jerseys. Dallas Cowboys 2004 sackless. Now nah, I had three sacks. Don't do that, Marcellus. Wiley jersey. Much love to me. Yay. All right. Let's get into the Wiley's World. You know, we're going to start the show off with Mikey P who is the head of digital media and social strategy for all things Marcellus Wiley. God, I sound so fresh right now. So Mikey P, come on into the show and join me with uh, Wiley's World Love. And Mikey P, today we talked about social media being horrible. The Van Gundys were chiming in on it. And obviously the big news of Shannon Sharp. Leaving Skip Bayless and leaving FS1. But tell me, what's on your heart? What's up with your big dog? What's up with your baby? That dude. <laughs> I right, don't want to hear so, Pep Rally. What do you oh, want to I say? Know, I What's know. up? So I know what I, I know what I want to say. All right. So for some reason, I, I got to ask you this: Jimmy Butler is not being treated as a top tier player. People are saying that he's not a top ten player, and that they wouldn't build a team around him. So I want to know your feelings on this. I can't even believe this is a question anymore at this point so what are your thoughts all right yeah well he's not a top 10 player uh, as much as we all adore him I think he's he's beloved as a top 10 player because he plays the right way plays with his heart first his mind second and his body third and I think a lot of times when you talk about the top 10 list we look at 
production results, and then we also look at your skill set and capabilities. There are some limits to Jimmy Butler's game and his skill set. Let's be real. Not a top 10 athlete. We know that. He's not top 10 in terms of production, but when the moment calls for someone to step up and be a leader, oh, he might be the one. And that's what everyone is respecting. So there's a conversation in sports that goes best player and greatest player. It's almost a Tom Brady conversation. Like Tom Brady is not the best quarterback ever. Everyone knows that, including Tom Brady. But is he the greatest quarterback ever? Yeah, because he got more out of his body using his heart and his brain than any other player and got the results. So Jimmy Butler is in that discussion. Not the top 10 as best, but in terms of greatness and what he can do to others and get everyone else in, involved in affecting the game, yes, I would say Jimmy Butler has top 10 impact, but not top 10 player in the game. Appreciate you, Mikey P. We're going to come back after because we got some other people, other Wiley World members that I see over there. All right, so let's get in my man. Who is this? in the black hoodie. I want you to introduce yourself to the world, big dog. I know who you are, but I want the world to know who you are. That's my dog right there. Dennis <laughs> Northcutt, former NFL wide receiver. Dino in the building. What's up, big dog? What up, big dog? What's happening with you, man? Well, I'm, I'm going to have to scream, man. I'm not on all the screen, man. Because your oh. ass is small since you retired. You half as, as big as you were. We need to see all of you, man. What it do? I know you know sports. Now, this is a dude that when I wanted to get my argument stronger, I would go and talk to Dino. And Dino like, man, this is how it went. And Dino's the hardest working dude. We used to work out when I played. I'm coming down the hill. He's still at the top of his hill. He wearing me out every single day on the workouts and also in the conversation. So, what, what's on your chest right now, big dog? Is it the Shannon breakup? Is it social media or the NBA finals? Talk to me. Man, it's some of everything, man. You know, I sit back and I watch it all, man. I'm not, you know, involved in all this right now, but I sit back and watch it all, man. Shannon Sharp, who did not see that coming? Everybody's seen mm. that coming. I mean, look. Why? Look, you didn't broke tell up with a whole you, lot of people. Tell me why. Well, well, we've seen it from the get-go. It's a cultural difference. It's a cultural difference. That wasn't going to work. You know, it's a big cultural difference. They had different views, different ways they wanted to do things. And so I felt like it was a good show because you had different views. And a lot of times that's what we like is different views. But mm. the individuals they self couldn't handle each other. People loved it and it worked for TV, uh -huh. but the individuals they self couldn't handle each other. They didn't like each other. So what happens when you don't like each other? One of us got to go. Shannon Sharp is out of there. Yeah. One it does feel like they were good teammates, but not good friends. And so they put on a good show and good production. And everyone used to always ask me, like, how are they? I was like, dog, the real is, I hear they don't even mess with each other outside the building, right? Now, I never went to either one of them individually to ask that because, frankly, I just like the product. I was like, yo, it comes out right. I don't care how the, this hot dog and the sausage was made, right? But now... You've been a part of teams, and you know that dynamic to have a teammate that you really don't like, but you still got a ball with. You think they could have continued this, or why did all of a sudden Shannon Sharp, in the middle of a contract, say enough is enough? Basically, Vontae Davis at halftime of a contract, I'm done playing ball with you, Skip Bayless. Well, what happened? We always know how this goes. It's Eagles. Eagles involved, and whenever you have money, when persons start making a lot of money, 
he started changing the way how he feel about things. John Moran, how you start acting, how you change. If you don't have a lot of money and you desperate, you like, I work with anybody. <laughs> I don't care if he hates you or if I hate him or not. <laughs> but when you start making a lot of money, you secure, you sit back like, I don't got to work with you. I'm, somebody else will pay me this money because I already improved myself and my value. I don't like you. But what we do, we sit on the outside like you just said and said, man, I like it though. But we don't see what's really going on. So when you have egos involved, people start changing mindsets, start changing. You get to dictate what you do with your life and how you want it to be done. And that's all we see here. So Shannon Sharp is yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, it was a flex. Like It's funny. It's just like when we play ball, when you're a rookie, you just left college and you were the man. And day one of training camp ever. as a rookie, you can do whatever. You got to carry the homies helmets. You out there saying, okay, you want donuts and chicken? What you want to do? By year four, when you up for your contract and you about to get mega paid, you looking at them other vets and everybody else like, y'all better kiss these rings. Y'all better recognize. Y'all better bow down to this greatness. And I think that Shannon walked in there so thankful for the opportunity from Skip and just was tiptoeing for a while, then started to flex and then started to feel himself. It's like, yo, Skip, when you going to respect that I am where you are, if not surpassing you? And Skip never buds, never will kiss those rings. What else is on your chest, man? Big dog, I'm looking at the finals, man. I heard y'all just talking about Jimmy Butler, man. I, I like Jimmy Butler. I, I think it's, it's the same as, I think, like, for a lot of receivers or a lot of uh, good players in any sport, they feel like, they are superstars too, or they can make a lot of great players, but you're not the greatest, you know, to do it. Mm. And a lot of it has to do with mm. athletic ability, what have you done, resume. You know, you want to you want to shut some miles, you want to prove yourself, go out and win this championship and watch and see what happens. Go win this championship yeah. with that team and watch and see how they talk about you. It's it's earned, not given. So you want to shut up all the yeah. naysayers? Go earn it. Or they go keep talking. I love that. Because, you know, all rings aren't created equal. I mean, I think they are, but I've learned from the sports public at large, the perception is all rings aren't created equal. That that Detroit Pistons ring, when they had Chauncey Billups out there, they look at that a whole lot different than LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh over there trying to get their ring. The Dallas Mavericks ring, when they got theirs, people looking at that a lot different. So I look at this situation where Jimmy Butler, man, the greatest thing about him is that he will always be greater than any excuse you give him. Not enough talent around him. Oh, he has his own limits in his skill set. And you are that type of player as well, where no matter what you were given, and you were hella fast, but you were small, you never use that as the excuse or the reason you couldn't be out there and ball out. And that's what I love about Jimmy Butler, and it's contagious. Because when you see other guys like a Tyler Hero, even though he's hurt, or you see the other guys on the court who have tremendous talent and he like, dog, if I'm doing all this and I'm Jimmy Butler, y'all better get y'all game up and recognize that this is what is expected. And that's how you really build culture. Hey, Marcellus, tell these people what I'm really doing over here. So I'm over here rehabbing a, a quad that I put for me and Marcellus racing last week. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to let Dino go on that one. We race everywhere we go. We've been racing for 20 plus years, nightclubs, after the bar, I mean, places we shouldn't have been that I ain't going to bring up right now, out the country, Trinidad, Brazil, no matter where we go, we race. And he always gives me a head start. Like if we run in a 40, he'll give me 20. 
But the goal is to catch me before I get to the finish line. And the funniest thing is a week or so ago, we were at SoFi Stadium and we just saw the turf. And then that football player and us just start waking up again. And then we raced one more time. Now he smoked me. But he also smoked his quad because he can't walk right now. And I was like, dog, you didn't need all that gas to beat me in that race, man. So that's my dog, Dennis Northcutt, man. Much love. And you got to keep coming back on the show. That's all I need from you. Deal? I'm back, man. Whenever you need me, I'm back. Thanks for having me on. All right. My dog, my dog. And, man, that dude, Dino, y'all don't understand how cool we are. And I got one more, man. We got another Wally's World member in here named Quasi. Hey, what's up, Sam? Oh, we got... Uh, I'm doing great. I see the artwork in the back. You're getting better. I see hey. you. <laughs> Practice makes perfect, baby. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. What's on your chest, brother? What what, what hey, you want to talk through? Well, I just wanted to, I want to call in and say what's up, man. Much love to you. Love what you're doing over here on the product, you know. We need this platform. We need your voice. Grateful that you're out here doing your thing, man. Never, never Thank surrender, you, never retreat. Lo- love what you do, bro. Oh, I love it. Never shut up, damn it. That's right, Quasi. And I, <laughs> Quasi can golf. He's 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 bigger. His brain is bigger than me in 275. He's gigantic with the cell membranes up top. But I know you broke down some sports, and I just scared to ask, what do you want to talk about? Because I might not be able to keep up. What you got, Squazzy? Well, well I, I know you're an international expert, so I want to d- dive into some surreal money. What Ooh. overseas, we all know the biggest sport on the planet is, is soccer or football, as yeah. the rest of the planet talks yeah. about it. And a big star recently just had a very, very, um, I'll say dramatic ending to his season. Ronaldo, he, mm. took the, he took the bag, went to go play in Saudi with the Saudi money, which we all talk about a lot. And he didn't have the end of the season that he was, he was looking for. Now, when players end up going to take the bag and they are perceived as doing things for reasons why average fans might not like what they're doing, they get heavily criticized. But when we yeah. in the private sector as regular employees just go take the bag, the criticism is different. Now, I'm wondering mm. what your take is on this because he had this unfortunate end to his his season, he took the bag, and now all this criticism is around, you know, is he as good as he used to be, and ha- has he washed up? That 250 mil is a lot of money, though. It's a lot of, that's a lot of loot. Oh, oh man. Now, I knew this question was going to be next level because Quasi was asking it. Yes, what a question right here. Um, I think the first thing we all have to admit, even Ronaldo, is your better days are behind you. Like, it's Ronaldo, was he, 37, 38? So let's just have the smart starting point. The best of Ronaldo is behind him, okay? Now, from that starting point, you start to see the decline. And everyone wants to label the decline, especially when you get the bag from Saudi Arabia. They're like, was that coincidental? Or was there causation? Like, basically, did you get the money and tap out on us and they just basically say, I'm going over there and play at any level. Who cares? Because I'm not playing against the Premier League, guys. I'm not playing against the creme de la creme. And then I could just mail it in and get paid. All right. I don't have that answer. No one has that answer. Here's the answer we do have, though. That when you get the bag, as it's supposed to do, it pays and buys away a lot of your problems, which includes 
criticism, which includes a place where you already have some issues. And he had his issues the last couple years, especially. And he's just like, dog, I don't care about your issues. I am not disgruntled because I have something to look forward to where you're looking at it like you're going to be missing something. The fanfare, the box office. I am Ronaldo. No goal scored and I still sell out this stadium (laughs) in the middle of the night in my sleep. So now they're looking at it like, wow, a a deficit, a loss. Where he's looking at it like, I'm still commanding top dollar just because of all that I've contributed to the sport. No one was mad at Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, when he got his big deal at the end that he didn't necessarily deserve because he wasn't going to be able to pay it forward. And Ronaldo's not going to be able to pay this forward as well. But does he deserve it? Hell yeah, because they don't give it to anybody unless you've already earned it. So I think it's a smart play from both sides, Saudi Arabia and Ronaldo. What you feel? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of criticism that comes in in a lot of different ways about the the color of the money and who decides where the money came from and what's good money and what's bad money. Um, I think that the situation with Ronaldo, however, particularly, he as a as a world class athlete uh, is in a very difficult situation because he's an elite air that nobody really understands until you're you know at that level. He knows where he is as far as his talent level goes. He knows what he can yeah. perform and, and whether or not his body's going to allow him to perform at that level in the next couple of years to get that bag, whether it's meritorious of what he got or not. Only time. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, man. I appreciate you, Quasi, coming on. You know you got to come on again. Uh, Courtney, tell me if all of them could be on the screen at once or am I just going to blow up the system right now because I want to bring them all on. Yeah, let's see that. But you know what's funny, Quasi? Ah, Let me say it this way. Athletes are the first to recognize their decline and the last to admit it <laughs> like dog ain't no way you ever just been out there and did something you've been doing since you were seven years old and didn't understand that oh god i ain't got it now but i ain't about to tell nobody i ain't about to accept it i ain't gonna internalize it and and that's where i think we are and that's why so many athletes now are thinking about the transition to the private sector the real world sooner than ever because you don't want to get caught off guard with that. The money's so big, not only in sports, but also in the real world experience that you can make a seamless transition now by building your game up, your brand up, and then even at the end, you get a Ronaldo Kobe deal. And then the real world will pay you Tom Brady money to just come talk about the game you just played. So putting it all together, I think it's a bow and ribbon effect. Uh, my last thing is, I just want to play a little quick game. Uh, I'm making this up on the fly, but it's going to be hilarious. I want to know who's better, okay? I'm, and both of you guys stay unmuted. I'm going to start with you, Dino. Who is better at their gig, Skip Bayless or Shannon Sharp? Shannon Sharp. I'm going to say Quasi? Shannon Sharp because he's the new face. He's the new face, so people love the new face. He knew. He came on. He sparked it. Now, Skip Bayless is something he's been doing. This is his career. He's going to say, this is my, I'm the Michael Jordan of this. I'm the Magic Johnson of this. I've been doing this forever. But I would say Shannon Sharp because he's new. He's the new, he's the new face of the league. So why not? 
I think if you want to say get him, quasi. Sure, go ahead. Get him, route with Shannon. Skip, you don't have to like his product, but the man is professional. He knows his craft. He knows how to deliver the research, the preparation. Tactically, Skip is a way better professional. Woo! Ah, uh, oh, let me see. Ah, uh, this is a tough one, man. I, I think that Skip for me is the foundation you can build so many things on. Great shows, other great co-hosts. Stephen A. Smith comes to mind, right? Uh, Shannon Sharp, obviously, and anybody who's worked with Skip, including myself. You just glow when you're with Skip Bayless because you know he's going to be reliable and responsible, professional, as you said, and he's going to amplify whatever you want. The one thing about Skip Bayless people don't understand is that before he gets on the show with you, he wants to know where you're going, and he's, he wants to give you that assist. He wants to throw the alley-oops to you. He's the nicest dude in the world. But when the camera's on, oh, I'm going for the neck. And that's what people see, but that's not the full dynamic. Now, my other one is this. We talked about social media earlier in the show. Social media, all in all, you got to pick a side, good or bad. Start with you, Quasi. Oh, wow. It's a Pandora's box. I think a lot of these things are what you make of it, man. This, there's a lot of political conversation we can have about a bunch of different things taking different directions. I think on the whole of the product by itself, as it's intended, it's not a negative thing. You have bad people doing bad things with good products. Mm, Dino, tough. Well said. Well, I like to believe that you have to adapt to anything that that's new, anything that our world um, uh, adapt to. You have to adapt to it. So you like Quasi just said, you have good and bad with anything. So right. I'm with the social media. I'm with it. You just got to adapt to it. It haven't hurt me. Maybe I'm not in a limelight like that no more. But at the same time, I would adapt it to it, knowing my surroundings and what's going on with social media. So I'm with it. It is what it is. All right. I am with whoever said... What Quasi said. Now let's stop. Uh, Quasi, you nailed it, man. Like, like, like it, it, look, all in all, it's a good thing, man. Like, dog, you imagine how we grew up versus, like, I wanted to just say something to the homie around the corner. I literally had to leave my house and get over there and then hope and pray he was home. <laughs> like, it's a whole different animal now. I'm just sitting there in the crib chilling. I'm just eating Cheetos, one hand, the other hand, back, back. He like, yep, let's do it. And I'm like, what? And imagine that's just around the corner. It could be the homie in India. Like, dog, I'm coming through next week. You there? Yep. I'm like, what the hell is this? Now, all the knuckleheads and all the polarizing conversation, that's just us leaving the neighborhood knowing how to navigate around the bullies, the gangsters, the drug dealers, the, <laughs> the crazy heads. You know, like that's everywhere in this world, negativity. But all in all, I'm a huge fan of social media, and I'm a huge fan of Wally's World. Dennis Northcutt, my dog, Dino, 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 and Quasi. I appreciate you guys, man. I'm going to let you go so Mikey P can have the last word. He can come in here with his pom-poms and, uh, <laughs> and, and break this thing on down with your boy. Look at these graphics and stuff. Look at that. Why are we over here? So appreciate y'all. And Mikey P, let me see your beautiful face one more time. Oh, man. In summation, brother. I want to hear real fast. You got a minute. Let's hear it. Skip or Shannon, social media, good or bad. Go, Mikey Pete. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Give me 
give me Skip for the reasons you said. I actually really was vibing with that. Um, he's a pro's pro. So, but I do like Shannon a lot. I really do. Social media, it's, it's you know, you live and die with it, I guess. Um, that, it really, it's, it is what it is. It's the times. You got to adjust. You got to make the best of it and minimize the negativity of it. So, that's my take. That's love, big dog. Yep, got to make the most of it. We're going to make the most of this show. Appreciate you, Mikey P. And I appreciate all you Wiley World members out there, dog. Just the beginning. We're going to be chopping up wood over here. This is going to be my favorite part of the show. Like, I'm going to get through the first topics. And y'all be like, oh, I love it, Wiley, how you broke that down. I'm like, but I love y'all more for the way that we can break it down together. So we're going to just reinvent social media. This is social media, actually. You know, YouTube and Brinks TV, Reese TV in loose form. So now let's just build it the way we want to. Right? At our house, this is the music we listen to. This is the drink we drank. And this is how we party. So appreciate y'all. And let's end the show as we always end the show with a Wileyism. Oh, I love having a voice without coaching these kids. Here's the Wileyism today. First, they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Then they fight you. Then you win. Ooh, Gandhi said that. Told y'all I was texting, eating some Cheetos, India. And I was like, oh, let me give you a Gandhi quote up out of here, man. First, they ignore you. Growing up, man, everything I wanted to accomplish fell on deaf ears. And that included balling out of control, trying to make it to the league. And that included trying to be an academic. Yes, academic decathlon, academic spelling bee, California Scholastic Federation, National Honor Student. When I was saying that to my folks and telling them I wanted to do it, man, whatever, whatever. Pass me some more Cheetos, right? Then they laugh at you like, oh, you really trying to be that, huh? You out in front yard just doing this, high knee drills by yourself. You eight years old, people laughing. Your homie's riding on the bike. He riding like Debo looking at you. Man, what the hell you doing, dog? You ain't going nowhere doing high knee drills, right? And then they fight you. They get mad, not at you. They're mad at what they should have done. They're mad at what they should have become. They're mad that somebody's actually driven to chase their dreams and they know deep inside they didn't. So now they got problems. Oh, oh, that's how you're going to act? Oh, 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 we're supposed to be the homie. You can't never do anything but that. Work out and study. And then you win. If you fight through all those steps, Gandhi said it a long time ago, you'll sit there at your draft party or you sit there at your business promotion party and just look around at all those people that laughed at you, ignored you <laughs> and fought you. And those are your friends, right? Imagine your enemies, man. So always remember, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you get that dub, you get that win. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, Dad Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Panella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews. Membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming from more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.